Welcome to Thinking Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. I am Dr. Amma, the founder of Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is dedicated to investing in the community and promoting social change through education, social awareness, and advocacy. We believe justice, equality, diversity, and inclusion are fundamental to global citizenry. Live Abundantly is a non-profit organization. We invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com, to learn more about our programs for women, youth, and children. Live Abundantly endorses a change in mindset for the betterment of the global society. Dr. Amon Yerima, founder and the executive director, Live Abundantly, joins us now to talk about this. Doc, it's nice to have you Good around. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for having me. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Now, when it comes to issues of gender equality, they basically, from where we stand as Africans, a lot of people still feel that. Gender equality is a Western thing and not African from that perspective. And so it affects the way people receive, it affects the way people approach and people, you know, accept issues around it. Talk to us. Well, the truth is it does affect the way people see it and think about it. And hence we have to change the mindset. Mm -hmm. When you change your mindset and you realize that all of the laws that we sign on to at the UN conventions, all of the laws that we implement states that there is equality between men and women, although in reality there is a disparity, then we need to just look at why does it persist? We know why. I mean, there's social, cultural, religious, economical, educational, I mean, the list goes on, that prevent women from being seen as equal to men. Um, then the other side of the coin is, are the men willing to let go of some of the power that they're holding mm. on to? So there are many factors that are affecting why it persists. And it may persist much longer than you and I will be around, <laughs> but, but we have to tackle it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and in tackling it, uh, perhaps we need to put to perspective what equality means. Because yes. to some people it means different things. And some other persons do not even understand what this gender equality is all about. Talk to us about that. Gender equality is very simply um, spreading power, spreading resources, educating everyone to the fullest potential, um, having laws that respect um, the rights of all, including women, having equality bills that say that women can inherit, women can have jobs, women can earn the same amount of money as their male counterparts, um, sexual harassment, violence, health, that's what we're really talking about. Anyone can be a feminist, men can be feminists. Any man that believes that women have rights and those rights should be honored is a feminist. Mm. So we're talking about equality for all, closing the gap educationally, socially, economically, because that is the only way that a society can progress and develop. When you have, I believe the literacy, um, the literacy rate right now in Nigeria is 70, 
50% boys, 59% girls. This is between age 15 and 24. When you look at that, you have to know that as they advance into the workforce, that disparity continues. So the girls will always earn less than the boys. Right? So how do we break that? How do we make it possible that there is less violence in the world? Is by respecting women and understanding that they have the equal rights to be around and the laws must be obeyed. Mm. Right? Mm. All right, but anyway, wh when it comes to that aspect of things, we, we begin to see where should we really start from when it comes to changing that narrative? Is it the government that should come up with a policy or is it the people themselves taking it up? Because on one hand, they say, okay, fine, the men, like you mentioned, the men should let go of some of these things. Is it easy to just <laughs> let go? Or should the women be equipped enough within themselves to take it? Where should they really start from? <laughs> it's actually both. Okay. It's actually both. When we educate our children, we must start at a very young age to teach them that we're all equal, male or female. The laws in Nigeria say that we're equal. I know we don't have a gender equality bill, but the laws on the book say we are equal. We can vote, we can go to school, we can go to work, we can earn, all of those things are there. But the reality is that there's a, there needs to be a power shift where the men recognize that they're equals and that they should give up some of this and also that take active role in protecting the women so yes a man with daughters should let them know teach them at a very young age you can be anything you want to be mm. and you have rights this young generation they understand that they have rights they understand that they can make decisions for themselves but on one hand, we've got the cultural religious things that say, yes, you can do that, but by religion and culture, you are less than a man, which leads to violence, which leads to inequality in how you can access the economic structure. All right. All right. All right. This discussion will continue because there's so many aspects of it that we have to look at. You are listening to Thinking Reimagined changing the mindset for a better global society. All right, so much has uh, been highlighted with regards to the theme for this year, Itch for Equal. But then uh, some persons have said perhaps the approach of women towards, you know, demanding for these things might be, might also be posing a challenge to we achieving this uh, equality that we seek? Well, I don't know that women are demanding. Well, maybe they should demand even more than they already demanding. But we have to start with the conventions. All the United Nations member states signed on to the global goals. And those global goals have there as number five, equality. And when you look at that global goal, equality means we're going to act against discrimination of women. We're going to stop gender violence. We're going to stop female genital mutilation. We're going to stop forced marriages. Nigeria has 23 million child brides. Mm. We're going to make sure that women's work is accountable. We pay them for their work. We're going to make sure that women can make decisions about their lives, about their bodies, about their work. And then finally, excuse me, we're going to make sure that women have rights, reproductive rights, and access to good health care. Mm. 
those are not things that one should be fighting for. They're guaranteed as human beings, right? Men are not fighting for men's rights because they already have rights. Women are saying, don't discriminate against us because we are women. We're not less than, we are equal to, mm. right? So if I come for a job, then I should be able to get that job based on merit, not because no, I am a woman. I'm a woman. Mm. Or don't give a position to a man because he's a married man and I am a single woman, but we are both capable of doing the job. All right. Now, the, the, she was talking about the way the rhetoric or the discussions are going in the society. If you listen to some people, sometimes it looks like there is, there is a battle of the, of the sexes, mm. men against women. women. Sometimes the discussions go in ways you feel, are we still talking about the issue of rights of women or there's, there's some kind else of something it. else? You know? <laughs> Why does it take that dimension or should there be a dimension that uh, shouldn't pitch the sexes against each other? Well, there shouldn't be a dimension that pitches the sexes, but yes it does because overall men have been in power. Take it back to the colonialism when women literally gave up their rights and took a back seat because the Europeans came and said, this is the way we do things and that's the way you're going to move forward. But all of us can go back in history and see that women were very strong. Women were the yellow days. Women were in charge, making laws, doing things within their communities. Look at the Igbo Women's War of 1923. Mm -hmm. What were the 2029, excuse me? They were fighting against taxation. About women's riots. About mm. women's riots. Margaret uh, right? Yes. So women have always been in the forefront, but they've taken a back seat because there have been laws and there have been religious and cultural norms that have suppressed the rights of women. And women have not been able to speak up. So if we believe that we're going to develop this country in a country where they're 50-50, almost 50-50, we don't have an accurate data on how many people in this country and the ratio of gender. Everybody needs to participate and everybody must participate on an even level. Let's look at uh, government's uh, role at, at this point. We see some countries where mm -hmm. the government has taken this to the extent of making policies and seeing it through that even organizations ensure that women are given equal rights. In Nigeria, we have different levels. We have the federal government, we have the state government, and we have the local government. How effective have, or how much we, from your evaluation have we done to, to drive this? And we see that some women even occupy some position in this uh, levels of government. How much are we doing to push this forward? We're not doing enough. We're really behind when you look globally. And But if you just look at Nigeria, look at the number of lawmakers we have. Look at the Senate, 109. How many are women? Seven. But one person can make a difference. Can't one person can make a difference, but that person needs to be supported by men and women. Why has the gender bill not been passed? Why? What is the gender bill about? The gender equality bill is the right of women to be educated, the right of women to inherit, the right of women to have property, the right of women to, to economic um, resources. That's what it really is about. But if you cast a vote and there are only seven women, well, once those seven women have put up their hands and said yes, 
they're, out, they're outnumbered by the men. Mm. So more has to be done to make sure that there's rep greater representation of women. But we see that during elections, sorry Mike, that women are the ones at the forefront of mm. driving this election, campaigning process. and all of those. <laughs> right, but the women are campaigning for the men. Women have always campaigned in politics for the men. There are very few women out there. And those women will tell you in all honesty that they need women supporting them. It's an expensive venture. If you don't have the resources, you can't cope with the amount of money coming to the men. Mm. Wow. Mm. And, and one wonders, because you were mentioning, or you made reference to the power of the women earlier on. I wonder why they are not galvanizing and aggregating that power, the, the power yes. networking within themselves or between each other to ensure that uh, they have their way, since they know that they have a common challenge. Mm -hmm. Well. We are all learning and changing our mindset and recognizing that women must learn to do business as they socialize. Men do it all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Women need to do it more. Okay. All right. <laughs> you are listening to Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society. Now, a report according to the World Economic Forum says it will take 108 years to bridge or to make progress in bridging the gap when it comes to gender equality, especially looking at the progress made across the world so far. And the theme for this year is, you know, itch for recall, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yes. What would it take to bridge this gap, looking at how far we've come in this part of the world. How challenging will it be if we really want to have an equal society? In order to have an equal society in Nigeria, we're going to have to deconstruct the system that we have right now, change the system. In other words, every child must be educated. When you have education accessible to boys and girls at the same rate, then they grow up having equal opportunity to exist to their fullest potential. Mm. Then we have to make sure that there are jobs for them, right? Because going through school and graduating and not having a job does not really help. Then they must have access to employment. If they can't get employment or they want to be entrepreneurs, then everyone should have access to the resources so that they can be successful and contribute to society. Then we have to make sure that we have universal health care. Universal health care means that women can take care of themselves. Yeah. Women's health is very delicate yeah. and that must be addressed. Along the same line, we must also look at the issue of menstrual health and menstrual products being available for girls. Many of these girls who become women are not able to complete education or they miss a certain number of days every month because they do not have period pads or whatever supplies they're having. So we must address that because for every month that a girl is out of school, that's five to six days sometimes, mm. calculate that over a year. That's a loss in educational growth. Next, we have to have the laws and the laws must be obeyed. Impunity must go out. There must be transparencies. Security agencies, judicial system must pay attention to issues of violence and 
propagators must be dealt with. If you say you're going to have a sexual registry, make it public, let everybody know who is on there, and people should be able to go and access that information. All right, quickly, Mike, before you come on, <coughs> if you look at everything you've mentioned, mm -hmm. education, you know, healthcare, and the likes, when you look at the infrastructure, Mm -hmm. on the ground. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we still have a longer journey. <laughs> much longer than the much longer than what was stated. <laughs> than the one hundred and eight years. Except something drastic is done. Otherwise wow. uh, we're okay. back to the same question. Wow. We have to deconstruct <clears throat> the system that is existing right now. Human rights, equality, education for all must be the modus operandi. Hmm. Mm. And we have to be deliberate about this. About now, before we let you go now, the issue of uh, culture, Africa is, is, is woven around culture and makes, makes it peculiar, maybe different from other parts uh, of, of the world. Another issue there is the religion. An average African is very religious, mm -hmm. either a Muslim or a Christian and all of that. And inside of religion, it seems like uh, the God factor gives preference to the man over the woman when it comes to authority, when it comes to decisions, when it comes to engagement, which a lot of people have taken advantage of one way or the other to abuse sometimes. Mm -hmm. How does that compound or enhance what we are talking about? It compounds it. Let's be honest. We're, this is not the only part of the world where religion and culture exists. You mm -hmm. go to Asia, they have it. But they've still been able to systematically make sure that there is equality for girls, for boys, for women, for men on all levels. And they still have the religious beliefs and the cultural beliefs. We have taken it to the extreme here where we literally suppress women and their rights. No matter how educated and um, avant-garde they may be, at some point in time they get into marriage, they go to the churches or the mosque, not putting any of them down, and everything changes. You know, so we've allowed culture and religion to um, superimpose additional norms on how we exist. And yet, our, our constitution says we are free of it and we're free to, to be and to exist as equals. Okay. Well, we'll leave the discussion yeah, we here, have to now. Leave here now. <laughs> I'm it's just a long, thinking about yeah, exactly. the journey we have to go. It's, yeah, it's maybe, more than maybe over 100 years. years. It's oh, more than 100 right. years. Thank All you right. very much, Dr. Amanya, for coming yeah, on the program. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much for having Thank me. This has been a production of Live Abundantly in association with Nelcon Media. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equality, diversity and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society. Mm -hmm.